Welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman Podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Eric Neeb. Eric is someone that I've gotten to know better during my time at CrossFit Roots, who I now consider to be a friend. Eric's a cool dude in the sense that he's kind of just rolled with the punches and gone where life has taken him. He has worked as a backpacking guide, real estate agent, pilot, and now he owns two motels in Estes Park, Colorado. What I admire most about Eric is his perspective and overall attitude towards life. Oh, and he's a black belt in Aikido, so I know that he's got my back and can help if we ever find ourselves tangled up in some sort of backyard brawl. (laughs) Anyway, Eric was super fun to talk to, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Now, let's get on with the show. Neeb, what's going on, man? Uh, Not much. Just good to be here with you, Connor. Yeah, it's good to have you here, or me have me here. It's good having you here. Yeah, thanks. Um, all right, so I'm going to hit you with one right away. Tell me about your first night at CU, the toga party. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, a friend of mine who was a Navy aviator, aviator, a pilot, said all good stories start with a phrase, so there I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so we'll lead into that. So, so there I was, the, the mom and dad in the minivan loaded up driving out to CU for first day of college. And I um, uh, didn't know anyone, uh, never really been on the campus other than orientation. It was just, uh, it was the first shot of being at CU. Of course, I watched Animal House like a hundred times. Yep, great uh, movie. <laughs> I think everyone did before they went to college. Right, it's a good primer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're loading up the minivan and um, uh, running trips back into the dorm. And on one of the way backs, I passed this guy in the hallway who had two beers in his hands. And he's like, hey, my name's Chris. You want a beer? I'm like, yeah, I want a beer. So I walk back to the minivan. We've been on campus for like 10 minutes with a beer in my hand. I loaded the car, and like, my parents were like, what the hell, right? So, um, so that night, we decided it would be a great idea to organize a to- toga party. So uh, we, we, with fake IDs, we went in town. We got a keg of beer. <laughs> Already breaking the rules of the yeah. dorm, like the first night. <laughs> and, and this was at Libby Hall at CU and literally knocked on every door of the dorms and, and like, hey, we live on first floor east or west and uh, we're having this toga party. Come on by. So, I mean, we probably had 100 people there in the dorms just oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> starting off the year uh, with uh, with the toga party. And that was pretty epic from there on. Yeah. On. Yeah. Was that a co-ed dorm you lived in? Yeah. 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 We didn't have that. No. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was very co-ed. Yeah, very, very go ahead. <laughs> like dudes rooming with girls? Not legally. <laughs> but there's a lot of that going. I mean, just, yeah. just you know, walk down the, the, other, the other half of the dorm and, you know, so there's a lot of yeah. cohabitation. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a good so time. you started off with a bang. Started off with <laughs> a toga party right away. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And how did you wind up at CU? You grew up in California, right? Uh, well, I, I was born in California mm-hmm. and then grew up in Michigan when I was five or so, I moved out to Michigan. My dad worked for Chrysler, worked for the auto industry and, uh, moved back for a, a job promotion. And, um, I didn't know where I was going to go, go to college. And at the time at the guidance school, they had a big filing cabinet full of, uh, uh school brochures. So I was flipping through the brochures and I got to see, and I pulled out the brochure for Colorado. And it looks stunning, right? You know, you had the, the, the red roofs and the stone buildings and the flat irons and the green people yep. climbing and biking. I'm like, I want to go there, right? So, um, so I sent in my application and um, I asked my dad. He came home in a good mood one day. He's, you know, after a long day at work. 
Yeah, I think he had a couple drinks in him. <laughs> <laughs> and and the CU was a lot more expensive. It's probably four times as expensive as Michigan schools. Mm. And I asked my dad. I said, Dad, do you mind if I go to CU? Is that all right if I go? And he's like, Eric, I don't care where you go as long as you get good grades. I'm like, cha-ching, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so in the meantime, I got accepted by Michigan State. I got waitlisted by University of Michigan. And then the CU um, – reply came back that it was accepted i'm like this is done like yeah that's like it. I never at the, at when i sent my at my acceptance back never saw the campus didn't know a single person going there and my dad and, and i would ask people who we knew like his friends who had went there and like between five different people the responses were identical which was really weird it was it was hilarious because we my dad would say, well, you went to University of Colorado. How was it? And they would say exactly this. Oh, my God. It was so great. I wish I never graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Every person said the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> that sold you right there. <laughs> and it's true. It's like yeah. I did it in five years. I did a super yeah. senior year. Um, so. Did you have to do that, want to do that? Kind of well, made it so it was that way? The calculus class and I had a misunderstanding. <laughs> it was a five-credit class. And... Uh, you know, in, in other classes, you can kind of float by. You can, like, mm-hmm. you can get behind and get caught back up. In calculus, there's no redemption. You get behind in calc, and you're, you're done. Yeah. And uh, so I was able to withdraw at the nick of time, so I didn't take the F. And mm-hmm. uh, then tried to take it, like, in six weeks in a summer session. Failed it miserably. It's like four yeah. hours of calculus. Yeah. And, uh, and then came back. So that was like, mm-hmm. I, I burned too many credits with my calculus exposure. Yeah, I think I did the same thing with calculus. Oh, did you? Because you try the same thing. <laughs> you get to the midterm. Right. And the, you're trying, like, someone's trying to teach you it, and there's just no way. There's no way, like, man. You've got to start from ground, like, zero. <laughs> right, you got to hit reset. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, no way. So, so the third time was a charm. The third time was a charm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> if you would have went somewhere in Michigan, where would you have gone? Well... Um, I don't know. My brother went to Michigan State. I had lots of friends who went to Michigan State. Michigan State would be the the fun, easy choice. University of Michigan is pretty um, well respected, so it's a little above my pay grade. Yeah, those are those are some fighting words. I know a lot of people who went to Michigan State. <laughs> Michigan State was that's an awesome. Uh, Not for know, me. I don't care. But there, there's a joke of, of my my friend who went to Michigan State. Yeah. No, nah, I can't say this. <laughs> you can say it. Go ahead. So he's he's like, because everyone everyone went to Michigan State was cool. Like, you know, they yeah. it's like a forty thousand person school. It's a yeah. party school. It's just they have a well well balance of understanding of what needs to be done. Mm. And my friend who went to Michigan State said, you know what? Everyone who goes to University of Michigan is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where I land in that spectrum. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle, maybe. <laughs> Hence, I was waitlisted by University of Michigan. Yeah. I had the asshole component down, but not the grades. (laughs) What's a better, like, is Ann Arbor better or is East Lansing better? Just a place to live. Um, Ann Arbor is the boulder of of Michigan. So it was hip. They were, like, the first legalized weed in Michigan and, you know, kind of liberal and progressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, East Lansing is kind of, I don't know, not quite as cool. Other side of the state, right? No, no, they're like a half hour from each other. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know they were that close. Yeah, like a, yeah, just, yeah, 30, 45 minute drive. Yeah, oh, just wow. right in the center of the state. So, yeah. yeah. So, so did you grow up in Detroit then? Uh, suburbs. Suburbs? How's yeah. that? Oh, that's great. It's you know, still it's, booming at the time? Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the, the chill Midwest, you know, um, kind of middle income. Just everything was normal, everything boring. Was normal. 
normal boring. Yeah, exactly. That's not a bad thing. It's not exactly how I grew up too. Yeah. Normal boring. Very stable. Yeah. You know, most of my yeah. parents, mo- uh, most of my friends' parents were married. Still, not a whole lot of divorces. Just stable. It was great growing up in the '80s, though, because it was free range. It was like free range kids. Yeah. Like yeah. you go out there and just, just no one knows where you are. No one just cares. go come home at night, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I didn't have a curfew in high school to come home at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, and parents are like, whatever. Whatever. I, I was the youngest, so at, at yeah. The, you know, at that point, <laughs> they already had two that left, and they're like, you know, this one's disposable. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. The youngest kids. That's what happens. Yeah. Exactly. You too successful or whatever. You got rid of them, and then. Exactly. We don't care anymore. (laughs) We don't care anymore. (laughs) What did you major in at CU? Uh, Economics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, What went into that decision? Oh, I don't know. Desperation. Desperation for what? (laughs) Well, I didn't have a major. I was going in like after my sophomore year. I had to choose something. And I didn't want business school. I wanted to have kind of of like a well-rounded education of philosophy and all that other stuff. And um, I thought economics would be a good base for learning about money without being like full deep into business school. Mm. So, you know, yeah, it was my philosophy of a 19 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Would you major in something else if you could go back? No, it was good. I enjoyed it. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was cool. And I enjoy it now. Like I enjoy reading about monetary policy now, which is boring yeah. as hell, but I like, like it, like I, it, it engages my thinking. You and Dave Lee. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Dave and I had coffee and we talked about, yeah. talked about all that stuff, which yeah. was super cool because you know, I kind of geek out. He kind of geeks out on it too. Yeah, so it, he's it, kind of off the deep end. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. He goes deep down the rabbit hole. He though. does. I love that though. I'm like, hey man, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Most people, you t- you mentioned the word economics, it's like instant glaze over. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Like I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what'd you do after school? Did you go into econ? Well, so uh, so my dad worked for Chrysler. Yep. And and prior, I thought like you know I'm going to go into corporate America. That's what my dad did, and it's what I knew. And and uh, so my dad got me a job as an intern when I was intern at Chrysler when I was 19. And uh, it <laughs> was the most horrible experience. <laughs> I mean, it was like you know going, coming from like college where you know you're partying and drinking and just having a good time to yeah. get up like at 7 a.m. and wearing a tie and rush hour traffic and lit in some fluorescent lit light yep. lifeless building <laughs> with people in a cube that, were you in a cube no not even i didn't, didn't even have a cube it was like a <laughs> table <laughs> a communal table and and i was doing like supply like getting parts to plants right like yeah. expediting and 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 the people there have been doing it for like 30 years and like wonderful people but just like the life got sucked out of them it's that's a real thing oh it is yeah yeah and uh and like falling asleep on the drive home and i'm like oh my god yeah this is so not what i want to do with my life so then i became a backpacking guide okay that's awesome <laughs> so i went 180 degrees the opposite direction yeah how how'd you like find that how did that happen i was at i was at one of the buildings on campus and there's a brochure up that said this company out of jackson hole called wilderness ventures and they take high school age kids kind, kind of like outward bounder knolls but the emphasis was more on getting kids to live in a community environment than being kind of a badass mountaineer kind of person. Um, so it's kind of kind of life skillsy, but um, more kind of started by hippies, more communal type mm. of thing. But cool backpacking <coughs> trips and climb the Great climb the Grand Teton several times and Mount Rainier and rafted all the rivers and it was a great run. Mm-hmm. Didn't make any money, you know. I think the fir- I think the first summer I made five hundred dollars. But you had fun. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I had fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that year, I worked retail. I worked at Eastern Mountain Sports in Boulder. And uh, and that year, I remember doing my taxes. And for the whole year, I grossed nine grand. And, uh, like, no car. It was just, like, beer money and rent, you know? And it was awesome. <laughs> Totally, totally appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So would you like take groups out on backpacking trips? Or? Yeah, yeah. Kids would fly in for a month. Yeah. And then you do... Like high school kids, you said. High school so kids. So just a little bit younger than you were. I mean, yeah, I was twenty. I was 21 at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so kids from all over the country, they'd fly into Jackson Hole, and we'd have them for either four weeks or six weeks, depending on the trip. Mm-hmm. And the parents go off to Europe, and the parents go play, and the kids, you know, we have these... You know these segmented trips where you're in the backcountry for a few days and then you come back out and replenish and you're on a river for a couple of days and you climb a mountain it's like it was crazy cool yeah um and uh, just perfect experience at the right time in life it was mm-hmm. highly recommended it was just awesome were you the only guide like or did you have like a group of guides with you yeah six guides and 30 kids oh, okay i was gonna say if it was just you jeez yeah right that would be crazy totally yeah no. that'd be bad I, I wasn't that responsible no i i needed i needed a guide <laughs> you needed a guide to guide the guide who was you totally <laughs> then when did you decide it was time to be done with the backpacking whatever well touring being broke is fun for only for so long <laughs> Regardless of what you're doing, right? At yeah. some point, you're like, okay, I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went into real estate and and, uh, and started selling residential real estate. How'd you come to that decision? Um, I wanted the freedom, right? And I also wanted the ability to bootstrap it, right? Okay. I didn't want to do the corporate thing again. I didn't want to trade time for money, right, in, mm-hmm. in a wage job. I wanted to go out there and learn skills and push myself and, and try to do Mm-hmm. Some, and also the freedom aspect. I could work as much and take trips and do whatever I wanted to do. So it was a little bit of both. I could still go out and do climbing trips and do fun stuff yeah. and, and sell houses. And that was great, man. That was like that was like learning through the fire. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you don't sell anything, you starve. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I was like literally cold calling and knocking on doors. And like uh, I was 23 at the time. Yeah. And just whatever I could do just to bootstrap my life and, my, mm-hmm. and claw my way up to whatever next level there is. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? Real oh, it was estate. great. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was fun until, but again, it was kind of a burnout thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a huge hustle, mm. and um, uh, and <laughs> and then after selling real estate for I don't know six or seven years, um, I was up at a bachelor party. Another good segue into it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I was up at a bachelor party on the Continental Divide in August, and we were skiing the snowfields up there. And I was kind of burned out with real estate and wondering what I'm going to do for my next chapter of life. And one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm going to pilot school. I'm becoming an airline pilot. I'm like, dude, I want to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Right? So I totally got, you know, immersed into that. Yeah. And within a couple months later, I had my private pilot's license. Um, my broker at the real estate company had a twin engine airplane that we were doing a fractional ownership on, kind of like a timeshare on, on the expensive airplanes. So I worked with him to, to sell shares in his airplane while I got all my ratings, instrument rating and commercial ratings and multi-engine and all that stuff. And um, uh, so that was like the next career chapter was uh, the track for the airline pilot. So for several years, I built up time and experience in ratings to, to um, pursue that career. And what then, does ratings mean? Ratings are what's your license to fly, right? Okay. So a private pilot can, can fly a single-engine airplane but can't get paid for any, even if you fly with friends, they can only split costs. They can't get paid for anything. Commercial pilot now means you can get paid for the work with limitations. Mm. And, uh, and then single engine, multi-engine, 
instrument ratings, means you can fly just instruments in the clouds mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So it was fun. Yeah. And so I, I was on track to be the, the, uh, the airline pilot. And, and the culmination of that is a certified flight instructor where you begin to teach other people to fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day for that check ride is when 9-11 happened. Okay. And uh, the whole industry. The just, same date? The same day. I was yeah. supposed to do my, my flight instructor check ride on 9-11. Oh, wow. And the whole industry just kapoof. Yeah. Right? And that's when I entered the existential abyss. The existential <laughs> abyss. <laughs> so you're going to be like a, like someone who flies like a regular plane that like you go on, like an American yeah. Airlines plane? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, like a United pilot. Yeah. 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 Like, do you think that would be fun? Like now? Like, do you no. still think that would be fun? No. Well, kind, I mean, fun with a small F. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not fun. Don't fun. the planes kind of fly themselves? They do. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of, and you don't have a whole lot of autonomy. You have to fly a very specific departure procedure <clears throat> and instrument approach. Like it's very dialed in. You mm-hmm. can't be like, woohoo, let's look at this. Let's <laughs> take <laughs> this detour here. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the what abyss, you're in the abyss. <laughs> That's a longer story. Um, so I was engaged at the time. <laughs> okay. And um, I was engaged to this blonde lawyer woman. And Did you have to say that she was blonde? Is that well? It kind of, kind of fits into like she was kind of. Oh boy, here we go. Right, totally. <laughs> I can just skip this because this is. I get going. You ever get bored by your own stories? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. But if I'm telling it to someone new, it kind of brings it to life again. She, you know? Sometimes, and she was a hard driver. She was. She was like, she was tough. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say it nicely. And, um, <laughs> so we were in marriage counseling before we even got married. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anyone else has ever been there, but I have. And, um, but I couldn't decide if it like, hey, this is my, whatever I was 30 at the time or 31, my 30 year old self was like, is it me? Is it her? I don't know. It's this whole head game of, mm-hmm. of, 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 um, indecision and, uh, and then finally, like two weeks before the wedding, I said, we're not getting married. You know? how, how recent or how close to the wedding? Two weeks. Two weeks. Awesome. <laughs> right, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, she didn't like that answer. Like all oh, the family's really? flying in, the yeah. place is booked, but you know. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. Not so much. And um, so, yeah, we, yeah, she didn't like that. <laughs> and... And, uh, so then she's like, well, if we're not getting married, I'm moving out. I'm like, okay, fine. That's, you know, that's what you need to do. So I came home one day and the whole house is cleaned out. Right. And, uh, and I remember thinking to myself like, woohoo, this is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like no furniture. Toga like, party round two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm like eating like for like months. I didn't buy furniture just because like the space felt so good to huh. have like the energy gone. And it was like, huh. like sitting on the floor eating breakfast, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> And it was awesome. And that's how I met Leslie, my okay. wife. And uh, I had her over for a date night and sat on the floor and served her really? chicken. That's amazing. <laughs> she was hooked. <laughs> right away? She Why loved wouldn't it. you be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a cool story, though. So, <laughs> so anyway, so the seg- segue back to the airplane thing. Mm-hmm. So this is all, when I say enter the existential abyss, this is like the air, this is right at the same time. Mm. So like the, the airline, the, my future career just blew up. My wedding plans just blew up. My fiance moved out and I'm sitting at home eating bird chicken on the floor alone. 
it was a good time. Yeah. Did you have any idea what was next? No. No clue at that time? No, no, because the, the airlines take years to reboot, right? Mm. Once they furlough pilots, they have to, before they start hiring again, they bring back all the old pilots. So they have to bring all those guys back in. So it was like I literally, I still had my real estate license, so I could go back to that, but I was kind of mentally, emotionally done with that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. But then I met Leslie. Okay, and up at uh, some friends who I played hockey with, they had a party at Vanessa's Park, and Leslie was there, and we hit it off, and then I became her unpaid maintenance worker. Mm. <laughs> Another solid career choice. There you go. <laughs> and then, yeah, what yeah, would you end up doing from there? Well, so it was, it was, so that was like in September, and several months go by. We went to Costa Rica, hung out for a couple weeks after, just cause, just cause, because I'm unemployed and. Had a little bit of money, but yeah. enough to get <laughs> like, to Costa Rica. Enough to get there. <laughs> we're staying in like in in, uh, in like ten dollar a night like rooms, and like we 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 we'd like count all like the bed bug bites in our bodies. <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. And they're like hundreds because that's what you get for ten bucks. Yeah, and I think ten bucks was maybe we even had like some eight dollar rooms. Wow, can you yeah. still do that? Uh, I'm sure the bed bugs <laughs> are still there. <laughs> the bed bugs. <laughs> So you went to Costa Rica. Went to Costa Rica, and then um, and then fast forward another month or two, and then a buddy of mine who taught me how to fly got, uh, gave me my private pilot's license. Hmm. Called me up out of the blue, and said, "Hey, um, uh, I'm moving on to. I have this job selling airplanes. I'm moving on to to sell a different type of airplane. Do you want to interview for my job?" Hmm. And I'm like, "Sure. What is it? Like, oh, I'm selling new Cessnas, Cessna airplanes." Hmm. I'm like holy shit, yeah, like, yeah, I want to do yeah. this. And um, so I go in for the job interview, and again, I'm totally broke, like broke, broke. And uh, and I'm thinking before, like, okay, what's the least amount of money I can work for? Like, like because I want this job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking, like, okay, like 15 grand, 20 grand, like, what's the bar? What's the, the low bar? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I put on the suit and look good and the resume and just like, okay, I, I, I got to nail this thing. Yeah. I, I, this is, <laughs> I've got one chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my only opportunity. Yeah. And uh, so I go into the interview and, and the, the guy who, who uh, ran the shop was a cool guy, but blue collar, just, just, you know, he needed someone to fill the role. And, um, and um, you know, we, we get in, we're hitting it off, have a good, good conversation. And it comes t- down to the time to talk about salary. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, and so what's the salary range of this job, right? And a professional, like, even-toned <laughs> voice. Try not to sound desperate. <laughs> and I remember this like it was yesterday. And the guy came back. He's like, well, the guy who had the job before you made $180,000 last year. Mm. Pause. Got to keep my shit together. Right? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I think that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> so that launched my career career in aviation. So yeah. I, and then I ended up buying the dealership from them like two years later and, and ran it myself for another, I don't know, 13 years after that. Yeah. And uh, so that's where my legitimate career came from was selling airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still fly now ever? No, no. So I kind of hug up my spurs. So I was a Cessna dealer from 2001 through 2015. And at the end, it stopped being fun. You know, just got burnt out. 
Well, the, there was a new leader at Cessna, and he didn't like to having outside dealers. He wanted to have in-house mm-hmm. guys, okay. and, and they, they kept cutting the commissions, and it just, everything, you know, everything kind of got squeezed. And, uh, and then I had uh, uh, some people I know died in a plane crash. It was pretty gruesome, oh, wow. and, and, and it just kind of had, I'm like, okay, it's time for yeah. something new. Yeah. So were you back in the abyss then? No. You're good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at the time, so, um, so going back to the hotels is Leslie's parents bought the first hotel, the Discovery Lodge back in 88 and her dad ran it for eight years. Then Leslie ran it for eight years. We had a GM up there and we bought it, bought it from them or Leslie bought it from them in 2002. Um, and when we bought it, it was like hundred percent finance, didn't make any money. It was just like this long-term play thing of like, okay, mm-hmm. we can, we can do this. And we bought another one, um, in 2012. And, and then by the time I left the airplane business, whatever it was, 15 years later, they had ramped enough where they're mm. making enough money where yeah. I could do that instead of airplanes. And then that's what I've been doing. Hotel. Do you like doing that? Yeah, it's fun because yeah. I don't, I don't, not the GM. I don't do the day-to-day stuff of upset guests and employee problems and all that yeah yeah so it's like what 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 does that all entail like your side of it um a lot of it is like the business plan kind of almost like the ceo role of like you're taking a look of like okay what's our budget what's our plan what's our capital expenditure plan financing insurance like all the background stuff all the boring stuff mm. but but that's what i enjoy more so than dealing with um you know the employee and guest issues yeah. that come up from time to time. Yeah. <clears throat> does that give you like a lot of freedom, like you always wanted, kind of thing? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> so I'm here talking with you. Right yeah. Now. Right. <laughs> At noon. <laughs> At noon on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. It's you know, and and really, it's we've got great staff. We got a great, great manager and great people working for us. So it makes my life easier. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great. So you have two up there. Yeah. 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 Do you have plans like for more or? No. Other places ever? No, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, it's like the question is like, well, how much is enough? And like, what? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like adding more zeros to the bank account doesn't really move. The ne- I don't need a whole lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. So, I mean, yeah. you're content with being a backpack guide, <laughs> eating chicken on the floor. Yeah. So you don't seem like a guy who needs a lot. <laughs> Not too much. To be happy. <laughs> totally. But that's yeah. kind of that's one of the things when you wrote that thing to me it was kind of cool. You just kind of talked about how your perspective on life has changed since you turned fifty or fifty three now, right? Yep. And so, like, how has that changed? Well, it's like golfing, you know. So you, you get out in the morning. I'm not a golfer, so, so I'm not really a golfer either. Yeah, I'll so, play, but, but I, yeah, but I love the metaphor, right? Okay. Because yeah. you, you've played golf, before, yeah, right? yeah. Like you get out there in the morning, you tee at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. beautiful. The dew's out, and you're heading out, heading out to play eighteen, right? Yep. And drinking um, beers, it's drinking in the morning. beers, right? <laughs> yeah, life's it's good. It's good. And then, then you, then you, you round nine, and you start heading back to the clubhouse. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. getting a little hotter, a little tired. Maybe the alcohol's kicking in. You feel like you need a nap. <laughs> you see the clubhouse looming there on the horizon. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, this is a different. This is a different game than what it was. Yeah. Um, so that's what turning fifty feels like. Yeah. It's, it's like you know you round the corner towards a clubhouse, and you're like, in instead of acquiring more and more and more and more it's like okay how do i enjoy this time that i have i've got four years mm. left with my son in, in the house um before we become empty nesters and like the focus shifts yeah right? so you know at, at the time selling airplanes and hotels it was this focus of not necessarily building an empire but like scaling up right and prior uh, to that yeah that's prior, what you're talking about yeah and then after that it's 
not necessarily scaling down, but something to that, like, like it's more important to have time than money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so anyway, so that, that's kind of, that's kind of the focus of why not more at this point, maybe I'll change my mind and mm-hmm. go chase a rabbit somewhere and, but <laughs> go chase a rabbit somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like squirrel. Like, and yeah. they're often like, I'm going to yeah. go do this. Yeah. You know, and then uh-huh. you get halfway there and you're like, what yeah, the hell yeah. was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It's just an int- interesting perspective. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't <clears throat> value that as much. You don't value the time until it's gone, kind of thing. Totally. You know, you just try to build, build, build. Yeah. Save, 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 make, 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 but you never stop to enjoy. Yeah. Totally. It's like people, like, you can't be reckless. You can't just spend everything all the time. Yeah. But, like, you can be too conservative where, like, people talk about, like, I'll be happy when I do this. Yeah. Or I'll be happy when I have this. And you're, like, saving for this time when you're retired. But yeah. it's like, you're going to be 60 or 70 years old. Totally. Yeah. Like, what are you going to. Totally. You might, you might not even make it that far. You, know, well, you never know. And they don't even know what, at 65, you don't even know what you want to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's only so much golf you can play and so much wine you can exactly. drink, right? Like, what else you can, like, yeah. so, I don't know. So, that's kind of where I'm saying is yeah. adding more money to the bank account. But, I mean, the hotels do great, and, and that's providing income and mm-hmm. allow, allowing time and yeah, stimulation. Yeah. But exactly to your point is, um, I was that guy of saving everything and, and and sensible and frugal and you know mm-hmm. plowing it all towards the future and then at some point it was like well i don't want my kid to inherit all this mm. right like and, and not to say that that you know i don't want to hit him to do to be well but dumping a bunch of money on a kid's lap doesn't do him any favors no <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so i like it if he if he died with his big stockpile of cash like well you should have burned it yeah right? so i yeah. bought a boat yeah <laughs> 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 is that the is that the first boat you ever bought? Yeah, yeah, ever. And you just wanted to do it. Well, same back to the the kid point. It's like yeah. my kid's fourteen. We got you perfect know, age. We, yeah, we live on a lake, and and it's now's the time. It yeah. doesn't do me any that doesn't say any good, but it doesn't do me good to have a boat when he's out of college or you know it's like let's do this now and let's have fun and let's create those memories and yeah you know let's convert some of this cash to fun. Yeah. And then you had to build the garage too. <laughs> you got to buy the truck, build the garage, <laughs> truck, build the garage, just making it rain, baby. <laughs> so I've kind of overcorrected. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, go into CrossFit. Yeah. How'd you get into CrossFit? Age, age. <laughs> so, so there I was. So there I was. <laughs> I was 46 getting out of bed and like, what the hell just happened, right? Yeah. Everything hurts and everything uh-huh. just like, you can just feel your whole body like atrophy away. And I'm like, I got to get ahead of this. Like, mm. you know, like a 10-year projection from where I am right now doesn't look so good. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, yeah. So, I, I actually, I went in with, with Leslie and, and straight into a Roots Foundation program. And yeah. um, and Leslie, yeah, didn't, didn't stick. No. Just <laughs> wasn't her thing. No, she, uh, she they couldn't figure out how to scale a push up. So the, the coach that we had put her on bands on the rig to scale it. Anyway, it was it was it was ugly. And Lazzy's like, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I am not going back there. Right. Um, but for me, it was it was like desperately needed. I could see the changes and feel it all, feel everything connect back in, and mm-hmm. and everything still hurt. <laughs> still mm-hmm. couldn't get out of bed in the morning, but for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What did you done prior to that? Like the, your life before that? Oh, the Boulder stuff, right? You know, hiking. Running, well, yeah, running, marathons, half marathons, 
a few triathlons, did a uh, half Ironman, and and all that stuff. Yeah, and the Boulder stuff. That's bold, funny. But it is. Right? Yeah, like what are you doing, Boulder? Like, well, I do whatever else does. Yeah, which yeah. is like I run Chautauqua, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> I ride my bike for hundreds of miles. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and like I think the, the definition of fitness changed mm. with CrossFit. Maybe. <clears throat> I'm going to attribute it to CrossFit because I don't know any better. Yeah. Um, but before, fitness was cardiovascular fitness. Mm-hmm. Are you fit? Well, yeah, I can run. I could run a yeah. mile, right? I'm what fit. do you do? Oh, I run. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that was fit. And there wasn't really as much of a concept mm. of uh, physical fitness with muscular fit- fitness, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, so CrossFit was kind of an epiphany where – Yeah. Yeah, and it's also fun to totally suck at something new. Yeah, you know, and you, you there just, is something to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and after running and biking, you could be average and mm-hmm. be in the pack and be okay, and then you come to CrossFit and it's just yeah, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah. do a pull up and you know just yeah, yeah. It's funny because for the longest time it was oh I run or oh I lift weights or like whatever, yeah. just all these different things, and then it's like or I bike, and it's like oh all of a sudden CrossFit comes along, it's like oh do all these things right yeah Every, at intensity yeah at in- <laughs> intensity <laughs> but only for 12 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. just funny because it's like all of a sudden you have this thing where it's like oh we do we can get better at all these things right. at the same time oh yeah and you see, and you see everything you see, you see the whole tide go up yeah you know and then and, and the uh, total capacity go up mm-hmm. which isn't something that i don't think i'd ever uh, mm-hmm. ever saw you know, maybe from my early days of swimming, when you're swimming in the pool for three hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, you can see the general fitness climb. But, you know, that's not, mm. I don't know, that's not something yeah. that's accessible. And now with, with, you know, call it five five hours a week of input, yeah, huge output gains. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, to me, CrossFit is kind of... It's crazy when you think about it like that. Yeah. Five hours a week. That's nothing. You know, it's crazy. I mean, people watch five five hours of TV a night, right? Yeah, right. Seriously. In five hours a week, you can be a totally different different person. Different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wh- how'd you end up at Roots? Uh, a friend of mine, actually, my my. Uh, so I, I do Aikido, and my sensei at Aikido, uh, his wife was was in the women's program at the time, mm. and he's like, "Oh, you got to go to Roots. You got to go to Roots. Best mm-hmm. people ever." And he was right. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. What is Aikido? Aikido is a mar- uh, Japanese martial art. Okay. And uh, and it's it's it's. Uh, using the attacker's energy for like a, a peaceful resolution. So someone's coming at you. So you think of a martial art like, I'm going to punch you. You're going to block my like punch. Like jujitsu kind of thing. Jujitsu is like a mat grappling kind okay. of right. Okay. So, so but but more so right. If something's coming at you, instead of blocking it, you can turn with it or redirect it, hmm. and and move that energy vector around into. Um, like a pin or like a peaceful resolution rather than punching someone in the face. Hmm. So it's really cool in the fact that um, like it deals through conflict, like like all growth in life happens through conflict, even CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you CrossFit's hard, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. that's like the internal conflict of like, can I do this? I'm going to push through it. I'm going to, I'm going to get through this, right? So through that conflict comes growth. But when it comes to human conflict, we think of conflict as being bad, right? Mm-hmm. We think that um, I'm right, they're wrong, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I will win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or that other person's just a jackass and like, mm-hmm. right. But what's missing is like, okay, okay. How do we find middle ground and how do we resolve and how do we both like come out better of this? And mm. so Aikido is kind of like the moving representation of conflict harmonizing. Hmm. Well, if that makes any sense. So, like, if I run at you, you're just gonna like put me in a headlock or something, <laughs> something like that. Is that <laughs> or just step out of the way? Yeah, yeah. Like, like stepping out of the way would be like something's coming at you. Just 
get offline, get out of the way. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's true with like emotional energy. Mm-hmm. If you ever been in an argument, someone's coming at you like hot, right. And you've got no idea mm-hmm. and you know that if you engage it energy, you're going to have a shit show. Yep. Right. Like I do not want to engage this, you mm-hmm. know? So you just kind of like, uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you, you're not dodging, but you're kind of uh, letting the steam out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after the steam's out, then you can probably have a meaningful conversation. But if you engage like the hot energy coming at you, it may not go so well. Yeah. So Aikido is like that. It's like, how do you let the energy flow? Or if it's more immediate, you know, how do you redirect the energy so you can peacefully neutralize it without creating an enemy? Hmm. Right. Like, like if someone punches you and you dodge it and you punch someone in the face, right. They're not going to remember they punched you. All you remember is this guy punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you have an enemy. Yeah. Right. It's it, like the second person in always gets in trouble. Right. Exactly. You know? yeah. Anyone who has a sibling knows that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> well, he punched me. Yeah. Right. right? So it's kind of like how not to how not to have enemies. Gotcha. Yeah. And and it's a great metaphor for life because as you go through life, there's always energy coming at you, mm-hmm. and if you can kind of move with the energy, it can be just so much more enjoyable and learning and what I would say like ego neutra- neutralizing. Like one of the mm-hmm. things I, I try to do is is uh, diminish ego right because mm-hmm. ego always flares up and you're like i'm the best yeah right mm-hmm. which you know is, you know isn't true especially when you look at me <laughs> <laughs> like dude it's so not true yeah so that's helped you with that you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. Be- because you, you can you can work with someone as mm-hmm. opposed to seeing other people as, as the enemy mm-hmm. anyway. yeah yeah no just listening is like the best thing you could just learn how to do yeah totally you know exactly it's like you said if two people are going at each other nothing you're not going to solve anything no. you're just going to heighten yourself more it's like a facebook argument oh jeez, <laughs> right <laughs> like no one's going to win out of this. no one's going to win it's going to like burn a whole lot of time yeah and a whole lot of energy, exactly and right? just adding more stress to your own life right that's so ridiculous and, and just more people are going to hate you more yeah like, people you don't even know like dude don't just, even know you exist right i don't know who this guy is but i already don't like him yeah exactly <laughs> So you're a black belt in that Aikido, right? Yeah, yeah. I got my black belt about three years ago. Does that take a long time? Um, yeah, it took uh, six years. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, a lot to learn. And, yeah. and even the black belt in our form of Aikido is kind of a, a nod to you don't know anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Right? Like, and it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke that at black belt, okay, now you're teachable. You know, okay. just enough of the building blocks. And you still like, I mean, you're still competent in the martial art, but it's um, in order to teach, they teach with kind of building blocks and fundamentals, Mm -hmm. which are there as kind of an artificial construction, right? Mm -hmm. You need to teach people something and you need people that need to have something to to hold on to, right? To learn the structure and learn the movements. And then once you get to black belt, like, okay, okay, now forget all that. (laughs) Right. Now you know how to move. It's in your body and now Uh move right. Yeah. Right. Not according to like the building blocks or the fun. Like so. So it shifts. So the, okay. the learning shifts. Yeah. And, and levels up. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, so it's really kind of a proud moment it was on, on, on like a, a, a goal list I had from 25 years ago. Okay. I mean, it's I mean, I'm going to segue real quick. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I did this uh, goals. I did, did a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff back when I was in my 20s and yeah. 30s. And uh, and I did this goal list and it was like 
you know, you ever do these goal lists and you're just trying to make shit up? You're like, well, I want to like, you know, yeah, yeah. because you don't know. Uh-huh. Like, I'm yeah. 25. Like, I don't know what I want to do, right? I mean, like, I don't don't know, don't want to don't know what I have want to have for dinner, right? Like, <laughs> like what do I want to be from? That's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I want to learn how to fly a plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get a black belt in Aikido. Yeah, I want to live on a lake. Yeah, yeah, like all these things. And then we come back like 25, 25 years later, like. Holy shit! I did, I did all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? That was just kind of mm-hmm. pulled out of the air. Yeah, and um, and Aikido was one of them. So I don't know how I got into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's good because it, it reminds me a lot of myself. Because like one of the questions I hate the most getting from people never ask me this is what do you want to do with your life? Right? Totally. You're like you know, like I don't know. If I knew, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Yeah. And that's why it was cool. Like when I was reading your thing, because it was like, oh, you were like a backpacking guy, and then you did this and real estate and all this stuff, and it's like. Like you just keep doing stuff and doors are going to open yeah. and things are going to change. Yeah. It's like, just keep doing stuff. Like yeah. if you're going to like lay out your whole life, one, it's kind of boring and two, it's, yeah. you know, it's just, well, and, and when you get there it like the, the 25 year old person, you who designed that mm-hmm. may not be the same you 25 years later. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you want your whole life designed by a 25 year old kid. Yeah. Right. Let alone 18 or 18 or whatever or it is. Whatever. So you got to have goals and direction, yeah. but they can't be, not can't, you know, they may not be fruitful for them to be permanent. Right? Yeah. Like be a little bit more malleable. Yeah. 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 That's don't ask me that question ever. Dude, what, about, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know that talking to me is going to be like the culmination. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like what else? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard too, though, when you grow up in like a big corporate environment, like I did in the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Cause that's just what, that's just normal. Yeah. Like you're going to oh, go and you're going to climb the ladder and that's life. That's a grind, man. Get used to, yeah. you know, get yourself a BMW. Yeah. Be stuck in traffic for an yeah. hour. Yeah. Each way. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, get a house in the suburbs. Yeah. Get married. There you go. To a wife that you may or may not like. <laughs> to kids that you may or may not like either. <laughs> and go. Now you're just, you're preaching to me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. No, nothing wrong with it if that's what you like or that's what you want but. for sure and i'm sorry i don't mean no, to no, no. Bag, bag on that but that's 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 how it occurs that yeah. was my experience of it mm-hmm. uh when i worked for my brief summer mm-hmm. internship at chrysler i was like i could i could feel like 30 years going by mm-hmm. like that yeah like holy shit that, mm-hmm. because you know the pay raises are enough just to get you excited again mm-hmm. like you stay in the game and like all right i got another pay like okay, yeah i'm good yeah, yeah. all right good. and then you then, you, then your standard living moves up to that level and yeah. then you're strapped again and then they give you another, you know, it's anyway, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, God bless those people because we yeah. need people to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other than us talking at noon on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> it's just funny too, because I did exactly what you did, like interned in the city of Chicago and you kind of go there and see the people and they're, they're great. Yeah. But you just can tell it's been years of just like, you're just almost like a robot. Yeah. Totally. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And wonderful people, Midwest people, like yeah. heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was like a robotic, like I've been doing this for so long, yeah. I can do it in my sleep. And, and everybody yeah. wanted to talk to me and like, just cause I was just different. Yeah. Like, I right. wasn't interested. They obviously could tell I wasn't interested in what we were doing, but they're like <laughs> asking me about CrossFit and all this stuff. And it was like anything but work. <laughs> right. Don't which probably means I wasn't very good at my job either, which is probably true too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is, a, which is a blessing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Seriously. Some, sometimes it'd be good enough to be good at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, getting back to CrossFit, you recently took your L one, right? Yeah, at Roots. I, yeah, I did. How was that? Oh man, it was it was it was really amazing. Actually, it exceeded my expectations. 
you know, I thought L1 being kind of the most fundamental level of, of the CrossFit mm-hmm. uh, ladder, um, that'd be pretty, I don't know, stuff I already knew. I've been doing CrossFit for eight years. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the part of your mind is like, yeah, I know this. Right. Yep. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You know, it, it was just good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was tight. It was like the definitions were good. The, mm-hmm. the methodology made sense. The, the the whole classroom was well-structured where yep. we'd have classroom and then movement and classroom and movement and break it all down. The test at the end was really hard, um, mm. but um, authentic. It wasn't hard for heart's sake. Yeah. Um, it was challenging, and, yeah. uh, and it was so well thought out. You could tell that this has been like a polished enterprise for yep. decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I, re- I highly recommend everyone to go get yeah. their L1. Who, who taught that? Uh, Nicole and Jenny. Oh, geez. <laughs> and, and a guy, Jason, maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, was that right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. I think short little guy. Yeah. 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 I know you're talking about. And, uh, now they, 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 they just nailed it. And, yeah. and, and they've been teaching that I don't, for a how many time, years. Yeah. Right? Talk about being able to do that in their sleep. They, yeah, yeah. they could, and they could uh-huh. do it really well because they're that competent. Yeah. Um, so it was spectacular. It makes me think about getting my L2, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, do it. I, I don't know if I'm worthy. <laughs> worthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got my L1 and uh, all my other friends who know CrossFit gyms and struggling gyms. are like, dude, you got your L1. And you go teach. I'm like, I don't really want to teach. I just want to like get better Learning. at what I do. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, you got to talk to my friend. And they, they have a gym and they need people. I'm like, well, yeah. if someone needs help, I'd be happy to help. But mm-hmm. that's not really a career path I want yeah. to pursue. Mm-hmm. So I went and talked to, the, and talked to this woman who has a gym, wonderful people, and smaller gyms and tough to get coaches for just like an hour or two here a day. Yep. It's tough to get that commitment. And, and, and I've got time. And then I'm kind of like, I've got no business teaching CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no business. <laughs> I struggle enough just doing CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because it – like going to the L1, it kind of you kind of have a better understanding for like what CrossFit's trying to do, what we're trying to do oh. every day. You oh, know? for sure, yeah. Sometimes you walk in and be like, "Well, why are we doing this?" Well, and the yeah. sound bites began to make sense. You know, yeah. functional movements. Uh, it's like a, a pop quiz <laughs> performed at intensity. No, it was a whole thing. I'm on the spot now. Functional like, movements. Oh, I don't want to put. Con- you oh, sorry. Constantly varied functional <laughs> movements performed at high intensity. Thank you. Wow, I would have been. Exactly. Ripped apart if I if I couldn't rattle that off. <laughs> Maybe we should edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of that. But no, like it all made sense. Like like it like it made sense in a new context, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. so so like I, I see how it's put together, the methodology, and mm-hmm. it just yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, sure. It's cool because we always have a handful of people to do it yeah. from Roots. Yeah, which is always really cool. Yeah, Nicole does a good job of getting people in the shop to go through it so yeah 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 for sure we just had one recently yeah there we had a bunch of people do it yeah yeah, yeah i saw that cool. the photo which is awesome yeah, yeah yeah so what's your what's your crossfit journey been like it's my crossfit journey been wow like how'd you walk in compared to how you are now the beautiful thing yeah so anyone who's older wants to start crossfit okay let me tell you my experience the what's be- old, define older well like my age oh, middle-aged okay. i don't know are you middle-aged? I don't know. I don't You're not over the hill yet? Dude. <laughs> that look was <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not nice. <laughs> uh, what, what am I talking about? Uh, your CrossFit journey. And then you're talking about being, quote, middle-aged. <laughs> 
So I was, I was talking to Carrie Hare about this. Okay. So, so Carrie Hare, awesome athlete, and uh, also on your podcast. Yeah. And he's uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but like games athlete, or not quite games, regional, but he super yeah. super good athlete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And yep. and the challenge of starting CrossFit young is like when you get to my age, you, there's, you can't touch any of those PRs. And yeah. He's, and he's like, I haven't had a PR in like ten years. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I had like a PR every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Every time I walk in here, <laughs> like when you start that old and fat and slow, it's like, dude, it only gets better. <laughs> so that is the silver lining. Yeah. So that's been my CrossFit journey. Yeah. Like, you know, at first, like, I mean, doing snatches or clean and jerks, I mean, you can barely move the bar. Right? Yeah. yeah. You have, you've got no capacity for that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, coming four or five days a week, it builds over time and yeah, it gets better and better and better. Yeah. And she can enjoy the journey. Mm hmm. So, so well, anyway. yeah, like what kind of stuff do you like? Like what movements do you like? What do you not like? Well, well, stuff like, you know, the cool thing is things that I thought I would never get like a bar muscle up or ring muscle up. Mm. Like I got, you know, yeah. thanks to the excellent coaching. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, so now I can link, I don't know. I don't know. My PR is 15, fi- 15, 20, 20. <laughs> Air squats. Air squats. <laughs> In two minutes. Right? Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the like the gymnastic stuff is Yeah. I you know, I uh-huh. I struggle but uh, but I love doing the the mm-hmm. muscle ups. Love doing handstand push ups. I mean we did a whole bunch of strict ones the other day yeah. and, and they're they were there. Yeah. Whenever I walk in the gym, I'm like, okay, what's going to be here today? Did Do you I, not check before? No, no, no. I, I definitely check the wob. I don't know what's inside me. Oh, like, oh, like, oh. I, don't, I don't know what's going to show up. I'm like, can I gotcha. do this RX? Can gotcha. I not do this RX? Yeah. Like in the warm up, you kind of like feel around a little bit and like, yeah, no. no. That's how I was today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, you know, the 50 for the uh, 50 pound dumbbells for the. The clean and jerk and the press. I'm like, yeah, not so much. No, not no, today. Not today. Is there anything you walk in and you're like, I do not want to do this at all? Oh, yeah. Pistols. Pistols, yeah. 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 My knees are achy. Achy. So yeah. pistols are no friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, wall balls. You like wall balls? Wall balls I can get through. Right? Yeah. Right. Karen isn't so much fun. No. No. Just doing wall balls. Yeah. Staring at a wall. 150 wall balls for time. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like that much, but no, once like, you get into it. I call that, it's like the Marlboro Wad. It's the Marlboro Wad? Why? <laughs> you get out of it, and you're like, <coughs> you know, you're like you're. Like Fran kind like, of, you're, too. You're, yeah, you're like yeah. coughing up blood. and <laughs> Coughing up blood. No, no, okay. For the listening audience, definitely not coughing up blood. Yeah, for anyone who wants to do CrossFit, <laughs> you come in and cro- cough up blood every now and then. That's good. No, it, it, but you have like, your lungs yeah. are just burning. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me rephrase it. But like, once you get through that feeling... You yeah. feel great after. Oh, you do. Like once yeah. you get over that initial totally. hurt. Right. Uh, I mean, CrossFit's kind of like the highlight of my day because going into it, I feel like a bag of bricks. Yeah. And coming out of it, I just, I feel human again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's definitely a testament to one, what you're doing in there, but like two, the people. Yeah. The people definitely make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. The community at Roots is, I yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. unimaginable, like how it's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We just need to have more social events. Yeah, we got pickleball. We got, we some got trivia. We got some cornhole. <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> why don't you, Connor? Why don't you tell me about your experience with CrossFit yeah. and, and pickleball? Or excuse me, pickleball too. Didn't you beat Melanie in pickleball? Yeah, many times. Well, our series is two to one right now. Wow. She always brings. Are you in that group message? She always brings yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Uh, my name just pops up every time. Like I didn't ask for this. Leave me alone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah. She's good though. Yeah. She and she good. gets serious when yeah. we play. 
She's the only two-handed backhand in, in yeah. pickleball. I've yeah, seen. seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like the, the roots and all like the extracurricular activities are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we have our roots guys trip where we're going to go raft Cataract Canyon there here in go. a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah. It's an awesome group of people. And then oh, here's the best one. That Christmas party was probably the best one. Oh yeah. Probably shouldn't talk about that too much. Oh. I'll get myself in trouble. Yeah. No, I won't get myself no. in trouble. But that was that was awesome. That was a good time. Yeah. I yeah. Hung over for two days. <laughs> for two days. <laughs> <sighs> Do you see yourself doing CrossFit for the rest of your life? Yeah, if I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's fun. I mean, it's 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 literally a highlight of the day. Like, yeah. You know, it's consistent and it's consistent and varied and challenging. It like mm-hmm. ticks all the boxes of yeah. everything that you, yeah. everything that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And and course community and just yep. you know i go into physical fit uh, go into a, a, a physical and the doctor's like yeah what are you doing here mm. i'm like i'm here for my physical he's like yeah just leave just leave this is, yeah <laughs> that's like, cool yeah you're not who i want to see yeah <laughs> i'm like uh okay yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah do you see yourself in boulder forever too or for the rest of your life yeah you know once uh my son once Ryder goes off to college Mm-hmm. Um, like the plans to stay here, but you know, once we're untethered, then chase the rabbit, go chase the rabbit. Yeah. Go buy another hotel. Yeah. Woo-hoo, this Woo-hoo. is fun. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you have that urge when you were younger to move around? Uh, and like kind of move around, see different places and live different places. And that's much live different places. Maybe travel just yeah. vacation travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But bold. I mean, Boulder's great. Yeah. I love lived in Boulder. And, you know, I think about, like, where else I want to live, and nothing else comes to mind. Not one place? Well, we went, went to Italy this spring. Italy's oh, yeah, pretty that's awesome. right. Yeah, yeah. Italy's pretty, pretty epic. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to live there. No. Like, do you like the ocean or anything? Is that appealing Not to you? Not as much as the mountains. Really? Ocean's cool, mm-hmm. uh, but it feels very kind of one-dimensional. Yeah. Mountains, like a, you know, you're hiking, you're skiing, you're exploring, and, yeah, I'm more yeah. of a mountain guy than than ocean guy you know yeah. climbing 14ers mm-hmm. it just it, it seems like it's more to explore with mountains mm-hmm. yeah where else in the world do you want to see hmm. is that a long list all of it all of it yeah no i don't know i don't have a i don't have a particular list i should do that yeah i need to, I need to make my my vision board your vision board yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the places to go yeah 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 uh, I need to open up that Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You Go. That's a good one. I think I have a copy at my house. Did you get it for graduation? No. No, I did. I got two. My dad did, though, because he used to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I got Green Eggs and Ham at home, too. Yeah. Read that once a week. It's <laughs> <laughs> about the extent of my literature. <laughs> that's my book collection. <laughs> that, that's, my, <laughs> that's my reading skills. Just enough. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what else you got? What else I got? Anything else? Anything new and exciting? I don't know, man. No, what? just working from your desk on a treadmill. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <Whoops>. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say. It. <laughs> okay, I have a chair on my treadmill desk. I'm just gonna put it out there. No secrets. <laughs> a chair on the treadmill for the standing desk. For the standing. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It's it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, but I can't keep secrets. No, no, I, I can't have that in my closet. No just secrets. Easier You're to not get a secret guy. No, that's good to know. Yeah, I won't be telling you anything. Well, not that other people's secrets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> guess what I found out about Connor today? Oh boy, <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. 
All right, Eric. This was fun, man. Yeah, it was Thanks fun. a lot for sitting down and chatting with me. Yeah, thank you for chatting with me as well.